Hi, folks. Welcome to episode 84 of the Wealth on Any Income podcast. This is where we talk about money tips, techniques, attitudes, information, and provide inspiration. I'm your host, Rennie Gabriel. In past episodes, we spoke about how to build an income and expense report, how to measure the level of pleasure based on where you spend your money, how to track your money in five to 10 seconds, what to look for on a net worth statement to see how close you are to complete financial choice, and the easiest ways to market your business. Last week, we had Terry Levine, who's a mentor for coaches and consultants, who offers a guarantee that they can expand their impact, influence, and income, and she's established her own charitable foundation. Today, we have as our guest, attorney Charles Dobbins. Charles is a multifamily investor, attorney, and mentor to multifamily investors all around the country, and the founder of the Multifamily Investing Academy. He trains students to overcome and learn the correct way to acquire, operate, and own multifamily properties. He has personally owned and operated over $20 million of assets in his career, from no money down to syndications, master lease options, and has done rehabs, repositioning, and foreclosures. And as he says, I'll never have a better guest than him. <laughs> All right, Charlie, welcome to the Wealth on Any Income podcast. Renny, it's so good to see you, man. I tell you, you were like, uh, when you came to my speech on LA, we became fast friends because I just, I, we knew each, who we were. We knew like, like no joke. And I got to tell you so, something, folks, one of the best stories that Rennie has ever told me and I say it to my students on occasion, is about his first date with his wife where he needed a coupon oh. for a burrito to pay for the meal, and he was in his 50s. If there's no better story to inspire you to get off your butt and get going and make it happen for you. I, I call on Rennie Gabriel. You cannot find a better story than that. You got it pretty close, Charlie. I um, The coupon was for the free movie. And oh. I didn't have the $3 to buy the burrito she wanted before the movie. I tell her to eat the popcorn. Eat the free popcorn. Yeah. Oh, well, that woman has made we, out like a bandit because she, she, saw, the, she saw the success the ability in you to be a success, Ronnie. That's awesome. So that's so cool. Thanks, Charlie. Well, so yeah. let's talk about you and, you know, why are you teaching people how to buy multifamily properties? Let me tell you something. I, we talked about getting started in this. We talked about our insurance days. And I had a very good sales manager when I was an insurance agent, when I first got out of college and went to work for him, New York Life Insurance. My father was a New York Life agent for 57 years. And this guy, my, my sales agent at the time was, was an absolute uh, success as an agent. He was a manager when I spoke to him. He was an agent at the time. Oh, when he was, the story I'm about to tell you, he was, he was an agent. And I said, Tim, why'd you ever get out of management? Why wouldn't you have just stayed as an agent and lived your life and nobody bothered you? And he goes, Charlie, I love being a manager because I love to see you succeed. 
And I was 22 years old, Rennie, when he said that to me. And at the time, I thought it was the stupidest thing anybody could have ever said. I said, that's, that's ridiculous. What do, you, what do you care? Maybe I'm a slow learner, but fast forward. Now I'm, I'm 57 years old. I tell everyone I'm 72 because that's the only way. <laughs> You're trying that's to copy only, me. I get it. Go ahead. I, I know, it's the only way I get compliments on how good I look, <laughs> Rennie. And now fast forward, 50, I look back on what he said to me and I totally get it. I love seeing my students succeed. I have uh, students every single month buying properties for the first time. And it makes me feel so good to watch these guys succeed and know that I help them out every step of the way. That is why I keep doing what I'm doing. And, and I'll tell you, Renny, I got a picture of my father on my cell phone on his deathbed. It ended up being his deathbed. 82 years old, Renny, and he's writing an application for insurance <sighs> for somebody because he just loved it. That was what he wanted to do. That was who he was. And I think to myself, I'm never retiring. I'm just never going to retire. Why would I ever retire? I love what I do. I absolutely love what I do. I, I don't need to work, but man, it is so much fun. And that's why I love helping people uh, achieve their goals of owning apartments and apartment complexes. And it's, it's, it's a blast. I love it. It's yeah. Well, you know, two things. One of them is, I don't use the word retire because um, one of the great expressions I heard was from uh, a lady who grew up on a farm. And she said, when a cow can no longer produce milk and they put it out to pasture to die, the term for that is we are going to retire the cow. <laughs> so who'd want to look forward to retirement? So I created the term. Let's talk about having complete financial choice. You want to work? Great. You want to choose yeah. not to work? Fine. You have choice. And so that's what I want to talk to people about. And along with that, because 100% of the profits from the work I do in supporting other people to handle money powerfully, I donate to a charity called Shelter to Soldier. It's important for my guests to be involved in some charitable cause as well. And I know you've got one, something about O-U-R. I, I don't even know what that is. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's a little woman. I got, I got two others I got to talk to you about. Okay. To talk to you about. Okay. So O-U-R is Operation Underground Rescue. Okay. Mm. So I went, okay, this, this, uh, this is an easy one. I went to a funnel. Who's the guy, the big funnel guy? Click Funnels. Is that the? Click Funnels. Yes. yes yeah. Yes. I don't remember his yes. name. Go ahead. Okay. Right. But I went to Russell, Russell, Russell Branson. Branson. Right. Yeah. And he and I went to his big thing and this guy got up and talked about kids becoming sex slaves yeah. in foreign countries. And this guy, this guy, this guy got up and spoke and it was so powerful. He goes out there like a, a soldier to save these kids and, and break. And oh, my gosh, I, I every single month I give to that that foundation every single month I give to the Shriners. St. Jude's, Shriners. St. Yep. Jude's, I give it to St. Jude's. Oh my gosh. And then and then St. Jude's, Shriners, and OUR. But let me just tell you something. Let me give you a story. I'm going to give you a story that you're going to, you're going to absolutely love. And this is this is so wild. I, I talk about my father all the time, the most amazing man ever. He grew up in an orphanage. He, when he turned 16, the state couldn't take care of him anymore. So they sent him back to live with his alcoholic father who who beat him up and, and, and it was, it was a bad situation. 
16 years of age, sophomore in high school, he went to Nashua High School from Franklin, New Hampshire orphanage to his hometown of Nashua. He goes to the high school. Brenny, two years later, he is class president and most popular boy. And he was voted, he was voted runner up for best looking. Brenny, <laughs> Brenny, I what never, happened to you? I never let him live that down. I never let him know. Like, and he said, no, that was rooked. It was rooked. So one day after he graduated, he's walking up Main Street on a summer day and a, a, a car full of Nashua High School teachers pulled up alongside of him and said, uh, hey, Lenny, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just, you know, uh, you know, goofing around playing basketball. And he goes, hey, Lenny, what are you doing for college? And he looked at him like, and like, why would you even be asking me that? My brother and I live in a one-bedroom hotel room with my alcoholic father. We own one shirt together. We got nothing. And like, college isn't even in the picture. And they said, you know what, Lenny, a guy like you should go yeah. to college. So they went out, the high school teachers at Nashua High School in 1951, and they passed the hat, and they raised $75 oh. for my father's $100 tuition to Keene State Teachers College. And he had to go out and earn the other $25. And he did. He went out. My father was the first one, first one in his family that graduated from high school and the first one that ever went to college. And he obviously went for the first year, then got drafted and the GI Bill took over for everything thereafter. So my father was the first one to graduate, but it was because of that teacher, the one teacher that led the, led the charge that my father was able to go to college. Yeah. Rennie, when my father died, when my father, my, my father played basketball at the YMCA in Nashua all his life, he was, a, he was on the board there. I'm on the board at the Y. And my, and when he was dying, when the, when the doctor came into his hospital room at Mass General and said, Lenny, there's nothing more we can do for you. Just make your plans. First thing he said, Ronnie, was, darn it, I just wanted 10 more years. And I tell you something, I go to a strategic coach, I'm a member of strategic yeah. coach. Is that Dan Sullivan? Yep, Dan Sullivan has this saying, he says, you can determine age or how old a person is because their desire for days in the past is greater than their desires for days in the future. And when I heard my father say, I just wanted 10 more years, my father was not an old man. He 82, but he was still ready to go. He wanted so much more out of life. And once the doctor came in and told us that story, he started barking out commands to my sister and me. He said, okay, pay this bill and then pay that bill. And then, oh, you got to pay this girl's tuition. And then uh, my sister, my sister and I stopped and looked at each other like, wait, wait, we get to pay some girl's tuition? Like, what? Like, because he was a he was a widower for 20 years. And he was, let me tell you something, Renny. The guy was chasing skirts for the last <laughs> years, okay? So we thought the first thing we thought to ourselves was like, what, what do we have a sister? We have yeah. a sister we know about? 
And so, no, 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 no. The YMCA came to me and this young woman who is working in the daycare and she's a single mother and she's fantastic. Uh, in order for her to move up, she needed to get a teaching certificate. And in order for her to get a teaching certificate, she needed to get a, a bachelor's and she didn't have the mo money. And they came to me and they said, Lenny, would you pay for this girl's tuition? And so I said, okay, I'll pay for her tuition. No problem. So you, she's got one more semester. I need you to pay her tuition. So we said, okay, dad, dad, we'll pay, we'll pay her tuition. So we paid her tuition ready. The next semester, the president of the YMCA calls me up. He goes, hey, Charlie, are you going to pay her next year of college? I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. My dad said we only had one more semester to go. She's got another year. He goes, Oh, yeah, yeah, she's got another year to go. He goes, well, you know, my father, my father uh, told us to pay her tuition. He didn't say pay one semester. He said pay her tuition. So, yes, Mike, I will pay her tuition for it. Oh, that's great. I said, but this time, we're going to treat her differently. He says, what do you mean? What are you going to do? I said, this time, we're going to treat her like she's a Dobbins kid. Goes, what does that mean? Is it? He says, I want to see her. I want to see her grades. And then the president says, well, she's a straight A student. And I said, well, then she ain't no Dobbins. Kid. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how she did that. Oh, boy. So we paid her tuition and she got through it. And Rennie, I told that story. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to get tied up in a moment. I told that story at my father's funeral. I told it and, and you know about the first part, not the second part. I told that story. And in the audience was a president of my high school, which is a, a Catholic boys school, which is now a Catholic girls school too, because yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. now take on girls. And she loved that story. She is a friend of mine. I've known her since high school. This is the president. And then this one girl whose father was, whose family was from Guatemala. And they father was a typical laborer and he would take you know, all Catholic education, warned all the kids to go through Catholic schools, drive by the Bishop Girton High School. And, you know, the father would say, I want all you kids to go to Bishop Girton. That's the best school out here. You'll, you'll love it. And, you know, finally, like like the daughter is in seventh grade, getting ready to go into eighth grade. And the father starts to get pains in his stomach mm. and he is a laborer and he does not have health insurance and he's doing it, you know, fighting it off. Finally, he can't fight it off anymore. And he goes in the, into the hospital and he's got stomach cancer and he's got two months to live and he dies and he's got four kids and his wife is a waitress. and. I mean, the whole family from the junior high school does everything they can to pay for the kids to stay in school. And the oldest girl is like set to go to Bishop Gurdon High School. And now they have no money. Yeah. The president of the high school taps me on the shoulder and says, will you pay for our tuition? Yeah. 
I'm honored. I'll be honored to pay her tuition. And so I've been paying her tuition. She doesn't know, Renny. Mm. She has never met. Me. She wrote me a letter. She just wrote me a letter. I was. I, I wish I had had it. I'd read it to you. I read the last two paragraphs. You'll be bawling your eyes out about her, about the death of her father. She doesn't know who I am. I don't want her to know who I am. I'm paying her tuition. And then the, the president of the high school says to me, we need to create a foundation to do this for all underprivileged kids in, in the community so that they can come. Because this school, because of it's just taken off since I went there. It's like Boston College. Ready? Mm. I went to Boston College back during the Doug Flutie days. Uh, I, yeah, I heard of it, but that's the best I could tell you. Oh, okay. yeah, he was a football player. Right. Yeah. Ever since Doug Flutie went to Boston College, I wouldn't be able to get in. Yeah. I mean, that's how the, the place yeah. is taken off. That's what my high school is like. It's, it's taken off. And, and my sister, who sent her two kids there, is like, it's elitist now. Yeah. Like, well, that's not what it was ever meant to be. That's not yeah. what, what it yeah. was when I was there. We got to be able to create a, a way for kids who are not elitist to be able to go to the school and get that, that great education. And so that's we we the, the president and I are now creating the Sacred Heart uh, Scholar Foundation, where we are allowing kids from underprivileged. We're going to pay for the whole way for them to go to go to uh, that high school and get that type of education. And she's the first one, and and uh, I'm the one leading the charge in that. So that is my thing, Rennie. That's. That's what gets me up and makes me work in the morning. So, all right. So, yeah. so let, we're going to get back to the business. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, fine. I mean, you didn't like that story? I'll come. Oh, I love the story, but we only have like twenty minutes to to get this thing uh, broadcast, God, my, so people don't fade out while they're listening. Like that guy, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, yeah. or whatever it is. I yeah. Okay. So, okay, I'm going to ask you. This is like a two part question. Yep. What was your biggest failure? In business, and what did you learn from it? Well, I tell you what, my biggest failure. I worked. I owned an insurance firm for seven or ten years. Uh, I had thirty-five employees working for me. Uh, my biggest fail was was that I did not realize that I, I was a terrible manager. I was a great entrepreneur. I couldn't manage people. I had thirty-five employees working for me. I didn't know how to run a company, and that was my biggest failure. I learned from it that I, I have to identify what my strengths and my weaknesses are. I'm not a good manager of people. Uh, I That's not my thing. I'm an entrepreneur. I know how to get things started. I know how to make money and market a, a program, a product, but don't make me sit in a seat and, and run a company and solve HR problems all day long. That's not my thing. That's not that's not my expertise. I have to be in a business that excites me, that fires me up, that gets me excited to get up to go to work every morning. And Rennie, this is the first time in my life I've ever loved Mondays. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me just tell you, Rennie. One time I was standing at the podium speaking to a, a group of, of, of real estate investors talking to them about multifamily investing. And I said to them, I said, let me ask you something, folks. And, and this was totally off the cuff. I had no idea yeah. where this was going. I just, I just thought of it as I was saying it. I said, how many of you Sunday nights are the worst time of the week for you? 
And I said that because it had just come over me to the realization that that was the worst time of the week for me. I said it out loud, Rennie, mm. in a group of people. And I was blown away by how many people started nodding their heads. Oh my gosh, it wasn't just me. It wasn't just me. So many people hate Mondays. And, and, I, as a result, they- and I look not only to Mondays, but I love the first of every month. Really? Yeah. Oh, now you do. Yeah, now I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I know I why. Know, yes. I know that Sunday night dread. Yeah. That's gone. Yep. Monday. It's sort of like, oh gosh, I wish Monday would get here already. Yeah. 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 Because I get to pay all my bills. Yeah. It's done. I got income coming in. It's beautiful. Yes. Absolutely. And like the fifth of the month, you're like, hey. Where you been? Yeah. You owe me some money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Beautiful. okay. Well, two more things. One, I'm now I'm going to read this that you asked me to read, and I'm going to do it verbatim, just like you asked me to. And it's, you know, now I know you said how good looking your father was, but how did you get so incredibly good looking? I mean, I'm a man and I've never been attracted to men, but when I look at you, I can't take my eyes off of you. And by the way, uh, you should know this is not video. Uh, do yeah. other men feel the same way about you like I do? Huh, Charlie? Oh, oh do go on. <laughs> do go on. I read it verbatim, just like you asked. When did I say that? I never said that. Did oh, yeah, I got it in print in the email. Damn it. Damn it. Damn All right. Last question. Okay, go ahead. How do people get a hold of you if they want to oh. know more? Okay, listen, right now, the way to get a hold of me is through the multifamilyinvestingacademy.com. So info at multifamilyinvestingacademy.com. And I'll tell you, Renny, that's going to be changing on February 1st. You can still get a hold of me that from there forever. Uh, but I'm, I'm rolling out my new coaching program, which is the multifamily OS, the multifamily operating system, multifamilyos.com. And it's going to be, uh, listen, I'll tell you, I've been doing this business for 10 years. I've watched everybody. I've studied everybody. I'm rolling out the new training coaching program for the future so that this is going to help everyone get across that first finish line. I even tell you, I, 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 it's a one price fee for the first 12 months, and then it's a monthly fee afterwards. And here's the, here's the thing, Renny, is if you don't buy a property in the first 12 months, I'm not going to charge you going forward, but you're going to still remain in the program until I get you that first property. That's how strongly I feel about getting people, of getting them across the finish line. Once you buy a property, you're going to pay my fee monthly because you're going to want to remain with me. Renny, I've been doing this for 10 years. My first client is still a client of mine to this day. So that's that's how I've created how my, my tribe my people, my they, as I tell my clients, I said, you're only going to need me for the first two, two deals. After that, you and I are just friends. And that's, that's, that's how I like to treat my, my clients. So. so what you're going to need to do is email to me those links because this was yes. broadcast until April. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is not live, Charlie. Renny, how prolific are you? <laughs> that you get a two-month wait. I pushed up. My podcast, 
I push them out the doors as fast as I can. So they, they came to me, they came to you one time and they said, Charlie, you have to do a, a special podcast for your 100th podcast. I said, oh, cool. Okay, I'll do that. And like two weeks later, they said, okay, you're at 136 right now. I'm like, whoa, 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 what, what? how'd that happen? And <laughs> so many in the can. For, so that's my story. Okay. So, so now we're going to close the show and I'm going to thank you for being here. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you, Randy. Always so good to see you. I tell you, I'll never forget when I, when I, when I met you, I, I liked you right away. And I mean, we've had such, we've had yeah. such a good friendship over the years. That was years ago, Randy. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And, yeah. and we stayed friends. So there must be something yeah. here. So, I think I, I was just, filling out my, my application for Medicare when I met you. I think that's, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, um, yeah. Mine was seven years. My God, it must've been seven years ago then. Um, so anyway, to my listeners, thank you for tuning in. Now, next week, we're going to have Liam Austin talking about the proper way to use workshops to create clients. You can listen to the wealth on any income podcast on your favorite platform and please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you'd like to know how books, movies, and society programs you to be poor and what the cure is, then log on to wealthonanyincome.com forward slash TEDx. You'll hear my TEDx talk and can request a free 27-page roadmap to complete financial choice and receive a weekly email with tips, techniques, or inspiration around your business or money. Again, that's wealthonanyincome.com forward slash TEDx. Until next week, be prosperous and bye-bye for now.
Thank you.